Welcome to episode 14 of Most Valuable Take. I'm here with my good friend Evan Preco. Preco's a friend of mine who's at the University of Nebraska, double majoring in broadcasting and journalism. Broadcasting and sports. Media. All right, cool. So he's a he's a uh, big Packers fan. I'm obviously a Vikings fan, so we're going to get into that kind of stuff a little bit. I'll start off by asking you, what do you think the NFC North is going to look like this year? End of the season, maybe going to the playoffs, what do you think the order of the teams are going to be? Okay. Well, in my opinion, I do think that all, um, I think every team in the NFC North is going to be decent, including, you know, the Detroit Lions. Definitely. I do like Matt Patricia as coach, and I think that over time he can get his guys to develop and they can, you know, play, I don't want to say championship-style football, but they could be a playoff contender. Yeah. Um, I think that the Packers and Vikings, they're not going to be great, but they're going, both are going to improve from what they were Mm -hmm. at last year. I really uh, like Matt Nagy and the Bears. I think that they're going to be fantastic this year. Um, You know, he's, he, he um, coordinates a great offense and he did that with the Chiefs as well. And I think, you know, Mitch Trubisky, I mean, some people argue he's not that good, but I think, you know, he, he, he was, he was decent at... North Carolina, so people just need to give him time to develop, and he could be good. Yeah, um, I actually kind of noticed that there is some kind of clear um, correlations between the Vikings of two seasons ago and the Bears of last season. Both lose mm-hmm. um, big coordinator. Uh, I think the uh, Vikings lost Pat Shermer. Bears lost Vic Fangio. Um, and then there's some question marks around quarterback. Um, both have great defenses. Um, do you think there's any worry for the Bears fans that Maybe this was not like they're not going to be bad. Obviously, they don't have the the um, like a bad roster by any means. But do you think there's a chance that they fall off, or the Vikings or Packers take their spot at number one? There, there's always that chance, you know. Every year, it, nothing's given that a certain team is going to perform a certain way, unless you're pretty much the Patriots. But I mean, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be that worry in the back of the head of some fans and. I would be surprised if the Bears underperformed and didn't do well this season, but it it's it's not impossible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's been been some big moves. Honestly, besides a few teams, I think the NFC North generally has had the bigger moves of, of all the divisions. So like you guys got uh, Zadarius Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Preston Smith as well, uh, Amos, mm-hmm. uh, big moves, and then Trey Flowers with the Lions. Which do you think of the moves within the NFC North are going to have the biggest impact on the league and that division, I guess, in specific? Well, in my opinion, I think that, you know, the Packers' moves that they're making on defense is going to have the biggest um, as far as NFC North. Because, you know, you're talking about a team that for the past few years has had a weak defense. Yeah, and yeah definitely. I really like the Amos move because mm-hmm. he's like, he's a better version of Ha Clinton <coughs> Dix. And I was kind of bummed when. Um, they traded him yeah. um, because we were then very thin at safety. And I think that with Amos now, and if we you know, want to draft some guys in the later rounds, we could definitely um, make this defense work. Yeah, I mean, you guys got uh, Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander last, uh, last draft, so that's, mm-hmm. that's a fairly young secondary, and we'll get into it later. But in my mock draft, I do have you guys picking a safety with one of the first picks. But... Let's transition kind of into the offense of the Packers. Um, Rodgers is great. You guys just lost Randall Cobb, so you kind of have a vacancy at wide receiver. Obviously, Devontae Adams is there. Um, looks like you guys are keeping Graham for another year. A lot of mock drafts have you guys getting Noah Fant or some other tight end from college. Um, so I guess the 
kind of put it this way. If I mean, Rodgers probably only has, I don't want to say a handful, but there's a limit on how much he can produce from a mm-hmm. talent-wise. For I mean, he's getting late in his career. He's getting old. He can't do those um, like one one foot off like off balance throws anymore, or as much I should say. So if he doesn't win another Super Bowl or make a few more playoff runs, do you think his legacy will be um, a talented player that didn't reach the potential or greatest talent of all time? Or what, what do you think that like the look of his career will be in hindsight? I, um, I, I think that individually for him, he's still going to be looked at as one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play. Yeah, no doubt. But it's just going to be that his career, I don't want to say it was wasted, but it was held back by a team that didn't really um, solidify their other needs in order to play championship-style football. So do you think that's the team or the organization? Because, I mean, you were saying earlier when we were talking that you, like the players uh, can only do so much with the whole team, and they probably shouldn't be involved in every team mm-hmm. uh, move and stuff. So, do you think that? I, and don't take this as offensive as a Green Bay fan, but maybe the organization got lazy because of Aaron Rodgers, and maybe they're they're like, all right, well, we have him. What, like, we don't need to do anything. In my opinion, they did. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna say this: I was not, I did not like Ted Thompson as our general manager because mm. he was all he did was basically draft and develop. He never did free agency stuff. And they did kind of just rely on Rodgers to kind of pick up the slack if they were struggling in something. Um, Our defensive coordinator from 2009 to 2017 was Dom Capers. And after the year they won the Super Bowl, that defense was just god-awful. And so I think that... Did they just lose a bunch free agency-wise? No, they they had the talent. It was just the coaching was bad. Oh, really? And that, you know, I I, I really can't explain it, but it was just they underperformed like hell. You saw good players like Matthews, Jermon Williams, Sam Shields, these guys that are playmakers, but they were just always getting beat in coverage. They couldn't make the big plays. And in my opinion, it it was a coaching thing. So it's definitely more on the organization's fault. Yeah, I mean, it's always been kind of a, a thing, and I guess it could be all speculation, but I often hear in, um, in sports media and other other shows that um, Green Bay really isn't a destination that uh, free agents want to go. And now, do you think that is because of the reputation or what kind of Ted, Ted Thompson did, or do you think it's location? I mean, it, it's a good community, but it's not where a lot of big players or big names want to go, especially mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball or flashy cornerbacks or whatever whatever you have but I mean there there is that that vacancy at defense but as we've been saying there's uh free agent moves are great um but let's just say right now you have some role within the Packers organization maybe GM maybe something like that and we mentioned earlier that you have you guys have fourth or fifth caps best cap space in the NFL. Would you continue to make moves? Um, would you sign any of the guys still available? I know Nandal McKungsu is not a very um, well respected or well loved name in in Green Bay, but would you go after one of those guys that are still out there, or would you kind of save up, look towards the draft more? What what would your main concerns be and main main focus be? Um, for this year, I. I would do focus more on the draft. I mean, obviously, given the amount of cap space we have, we could make more free agency moves, and I think I would. Um, I respect the Dominican Sue because the stuff that happened was years ago. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, he's a hell of a football player, and if he was available and wanted to come to Green Bay, I think he would be a great addition to the team. But um, we, the Packers have 10, pick, they have 10 draft picks in this year's oh, draft. Really? So unless... 
I would, what I would do is I would either, you know, basically focus on drafting, you know, talented college players, or what I would maybe do is trade away some of these picks if we don't need them to get some talented guys from other teams. That's basically what I would do. Okay. And I'm surprised I didn't ask this before, but it's it was, was speculated a lot that they kind of impulsively went for a young offensive-minded coach with, with Matt LaFleur, obviously. I think I, I, when I read about him, he had one year of uh, play calling, experience in the NFL other than that I didn't see much highlighted of his um his career as a coach or maybe even as a player so what can you tell me or what is your opinion um, or thoughts on, on Matt LaFleur and his hiring before I uh, mention my um opinion on him I I was shocked with the hire because I thought they were going to go with the Patriots guy uh whose name um I'm currently forgetting about but I do like Matt LaFleur um, he was the offensive coordinator for the Rams a couple years back. Okay. He wasn't the play caller, but that was his playbook. And I liked it because it was the number one offense, you know, in the NFL yeah. in 2017. Um, what I've heard from Titans fans is that he was not a great play caller. And that's something Packers fans can relate to with McCarthy. He <laughs> yeah. wasn't the greatest play Definitely. caller either. Yeah. <laughs> Did some questionable stuff. Yeah. But, um, I do like him. He's he's a young guy, young offensive mind. He's hungry, um, and I really think that you know he and Aaron Rodgers can work together um, to you know make this offense run well. And I'm 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 excited. I yeah. am excited for what he can do. Um, it's really going to come down to is the offense working, and is there any drama stuff going on? Obviously, there was a lot last year, and I don't like to see that. So hopefully. Um, this offense can work well and um, off-the-field stuff isn't an issue. And if that ends up happening, then I think that he's going to be great. Yeah, definitely. So real quick before we move on, we'll get to Giants moves and some other stuff like that, but would you expect him to run uh, more of a uh, passing game with Rodgers, like kind of keep it in his hands, let him kind of control that offense and the pace of it? Or would you expect him to rely on a guy who kind of surprised everyone, especially from a, a fantasy football standpoint, and Aaron Jones towards the end of the season? Um, I think a little bit of both. I think it's going to be more balanced, and that's kind of what we saw with the Rams and the Titans because they both have, you know, quarterbacks that are arguably talented and running backs that are arguably, you know, really, really good. And that's kind of where the Packers are. Um, I would like to see them throw the ball more just because, you know, Rodgers is that good, yeah. in my opinion, and he's a playmaker. But, I mean, Aaron Jones is, in my opinion, a great. he's a really good running back. He still has a lot of potential um, that he's showing. And I think it's going to be balanced. It's not going to be – it might be a little more focused on the passing game, but that's what you see from almost every NFL team today. But um, – I think that it's going to be pretty balanced, yeah. Yeah, um, it'd be exciting to see that because <clears throat> we haven't seen uh, Rodgers with a, a real true star running back in, in a very long time, maybe even back to Eddie Lacy probably. But moving on to the Giants, um, they, <laughs> they kind of shocked the world. Uh, Dave Gettleman's under, under a lot of scrutiny right now. Obviously, Odell uh, Beckham Jr. going to... The uh, Browns, uh, along with, uh, I think it's an Emmanuel Ogba. I know it's Ogba. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also they get uh, a guard from the uh, from the Browns, along with a few picks. Um, they get uh, Golden Tate through free agency. Um, I'm sure there's other moves I'm forgetting. But overall, what do you, I mean, it, it's, it's a strange move, but in, in my mind at least, 
it could help them in the long run. Um, while Eli might be there next year, if he doesn't produce well or really good, he's obviously not going to be there for the long term because he physically can't. Um, and there's great quarterback draft class coming up in the um, in college and uh, all that. So what are your overall thoughts on what the Giants have done this free agency and what they could potentially do as the draft comes about with two first-round picks, much like your Packers? Mm-hmm. Um, there is scrutiny around them, but I do think that their moves could actually help them. What do you think? I think so, too. I mean, uh, with the little stuff, like, I still think Golden Tate has a few good years left in him, and he's been a playmaker. Yeah. Um, obviously, with what they're doing on defense, I think it's been decent, except for getting rid of Landon Collins. I really disagree with that move because he oh, right. was, in yep. my opinion, their best guy. Yep. Um, Odell Beckham, talented guy with some attitude issues. In my opinion, I, I think he's just too good of a player to kind of judge based on attitude and... You know, and I've I, and I've been on the you know get rid of Eli Manning bandwagon for like the past three to four years. Mm-hmm. I just don't see any more potential left in him, um, and I really don't think that the Giants owe him anything. And Colin Coward said it best. You know, what do they owe Eli Manning? They really don't owe him anything. Yeah. And I just think that if they if they continue to be like, oh, don't worry, Eli, you're our guy. We're, 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 we'll, we'll trade away these guys if they yeah. are a threat to you. If they keep doing stuff like that, they're not going to be a good football team, in my opinion. Yeah, so th- there is two options that, that come about. Um, so I had some speculation on, on MVT uh, Twitter that um, they now have two first-round picks. Um, the Cardinals are rumored to get Kyler Murray, but none of the Cardinals their GM or their head coach were at the Oklahoma Pro Day. Obviously, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything at the Combine, so they didn't see him there either. But um, I know for sure Pat Shermer was at the Oklahoma Pro Day, and um, I'm pretty sure Steve Kime was at the Oklahoma Pro Day, but I'm not positive. But anyways, I had some speculation that what if, hypothetical world, the Giants were to trade their first two pick first the two first round picks and or maybe something else some other trade for them to get the number one spot to get Kyler Murray now would you rather do that as uh Dave Gettleman or would you rather stick with your picks maybe get an offensive lineman Dwayne Haskins offensive lineman safety something like that so would you I guess what I'm asking is would you rather see them go a conservative route keep their two draft picks um just to see what happens with Eli get a quarterback next year um, there are significant quarterbacks in free agency next year. Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, some really big names. Um, so what would you rather see them do, conservative or just throw their dice or everything on the table, just do everything? Well, in my opinion, it really depends. I mean, in my opinion, and I, I, I like Kyler, Kyler Murray. Obviously, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. He's not the best player um, in the draft. I think it's Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. So what I'm wondering is, what, what wait what what are the Giants what's their first pick at right now six right now they're at six yeah. okay maybe they have to trade up for Kyler Murray yeah a little bit but I don't think Kyler Murray um, and you mentioned the Cardinals I yeah. don't think that it it would shock me if the Cardinals got Kyler Murray with the first pick because and I didn't follow them last year I know they were bad but was Josh Rosen bad the, the issue with Josh Rosen in my mind was that. 
he had, and I don't like the the rumors or the, the speculation that he didn't have talent around him because he had. I know an aging Larry Fitzgerald, aging whatever. He's still a Hall of Famer, still reliable hands. Then Christian Kirk, a good rookie, uh, and then David Johnson, who was one of the best running back years ago. He didn't have the best O line, but I think that the issue is more not did Rosen play well or not, but what's the better fit for Kingsbury because they're mm-hmm. really committing to Kingsbury by throwing. I mean, he's never had experience in the NFL by no, any means. And Texas Tech has had good offenses and stuff, but that's that's nothing compared to what the NFL is going to be. Mm, so yes. they're kind of throwing them all in. So if I'm the Cardinals, I'm asking Cliff Kingsbury specifically, what do you want? Mm-hmm. If I'm the Giants, because um, I just thought of this, I'd, you, I'd say you don't trade up. If okay. Kyler Murray's gone by the sixth pick, then he's gone. But I think Dwayne Haskins will still be there, yeah. and I like him because yeah. he's a he's pro style. Yeah, because I mean, as of right now, so the order of the up leading up to the Giants is Cardinals, Forty ers Jets, Raiders, Bucks, then Giants. Forty um, ers don't need a quarterback. Jets don't need a quarterback. Raiders and Bucks could, but I could probably not see them doing that. Um, so there isn't much many teams besides maybe the Cardinals that that would take a quarterback before um, the Giants would. Now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we know John Gruden, we know his tendencies and the kind of guy he is. Uh, Do you think there's a possible chance that he takes Kyler Murray? Because he loves exciting football. Mm -hmm. He loves players that can throw the deep ball but are also somewhat mobile. And there was some clear arguments on the sidelines between him and um, Derek Carr last season. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I could see that. I mean... Obviously, John Gruden's trying to refurbish this team. Yeah. That, that's a given. So I would not be shocked to see him, you know, take Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins or, you know, any other ta- very talented quarterback in the draft um, and trade Derek Carr. Because there are a lot of teams that would love to get Derek Carr. Yeah, And I think that true. if he drafts one of these other guys and he trades away Derek Carr, he could either get, again, more draft picks... Mm-hmm. Or he could utilize a talented player in a different position. Yeah. Do you, what kind of uh, trade capital do you think uh, Derek Carr has? I mean, there has been speculation. I've mm. heard some people say um, a first round, but I could really, I'd really doubt that. I would say multiple picks and a player maybe, mm-hmm. um, because he had one great season as it has been consistently an average quarterback or slightly above average quarterback his whole whole career. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of have to look at you know Derek Carr. Who have his weapons been? You know, Amari Cooper was good his rookie year. Um, not really the next. He was kind of a, you know, Butterfingers type guy. And mm-hmm. then, obviously, he's on Dallas now. And yeah. he's, doing pr- he's doing very well there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that with the right weapons, I think Derek Carr can be... Obviously, he's been a Pro Bowl quarterback in the past. He will be one again in the future. He could yeah. possibly be, you know, um, an MVP contender. Yeah. And I really think that. I think that he's very talented. And I think that... Definitely, you can get a first rounder, mm-hmm. um, poss- possibly two, yeah. even though that's doubtful. Yeah. I think with the first rounder, you could get a mid to late first rounder, and yeah. uh, I think you could get a first rounder, a second rounder, and a talented to semi talented player. Yeah, so and I think, I mean, I, I kind of brought up the speculation of, of trading Derek Carr, but I think the, the proof that this isn't going to happen, at least this year, is the fact that the Redskins were and somewhat still are in the QB market mm-hmm. and I'm sure Jay Gruden's first call was to his brother John to look at 
the possibility of Derek Carr being traded. Mm-hmm. And maybe there wasn't the right offer there, or maybe they wanted too much for him or whatever, but I think um, John Gruden is in love with Kyler Murray, but he's still going to stay with with uh, Derek Carr. So, I mean, there there is a lot of speculation there and, and all that, but um, let's move on to some bigger free agency moves. Um, so I know it's not free agency, but... Let's kind of dissect the Steelers a little bit here. They lost Le'Veon Bell in free agency, hadn't played last year, to the Jets, and then also um, Antonio Brown to the Raiders. So just because we were on the Raiders, let's start with Antonio Brown. Do you think it was the right trade for the Steelers and the the Raiders? Obviously, the Steelers don't have um, really an option, but but what do you think about that whole situation? Well, I think it's a win for the Raiders um, because... In my opinion, the problem with the Steelers, and obviously they've had a lot of, like, I don't want to say off-the-field issues, but there's been, you know, um, a lot of tension between Bell, Brown, and Roethlisberger. And if I'm going to be honest, I think, and I don't know, this is just speculation, I think it's on Roethlisberger. Yeah, me too. Because that's what, you know, a lot of the players are saying. So I think with Bell and, and in my opinion, Bell was asking for too much money, and that kind of, you know, frustrated me. I mean, you don't, you don't, I mean, he was a, somewhat of a generational running back, Mm -hmm. and then one of the best receivers in the league. Honestly, yeah. from a st- statistic standpoint, he was up there with some of the better receivers. Mm-hmm. So, do you, I mean, do you think it's... Like, what is your rationale for saying that he didn't deserve that money or he, it was too much? Um, I mean, because you could kind of look like... It's based on what happened in the end. You know, he's on the Jets now, right? Yeah. And they're paying him less than what he was getting with the Steelers initially. Yeah. And that just goes to show... So you're saying it was wrong for him to ask for that much and then kind of stick with that i don't mind asking for money if you want to make some money sure make some money but don't waste a year of your career you know during your prime especially as a running back yeah especially as a running back to make a few more million dollars when you're already well off and i know it's not about your the finances it's more about the popularity it's a popularity thing but um you know it frustrated me and i don't think that losing bell is a huge loss for the steelers Mm -hmm. because james connor played very well last year definitely um i think losing brown is uh, they still have Juju Smith-Schuster, but that's it right now, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, from the Le'Veon Bell standpoint, I think it's it's interesting because he's going to be going, I think I, I looked up the statistics for O-line, uh, O-line general stats and, and rankings and all that, and he's going to be going from the first overall, or the first, ra- no, maybe the second. I think the Eagles or the Steelers were one of the two. But anyways, he's going from the top three offensive line to the 25th offensive line. Um, also with less experienced play callers, uh, worse coach, worse quarterback, worse defense, so he'll probably be on the field more often. Um, so, I mean, what is your what is your thought on that? Like, will he still be, I mean, there's going to be a, a drop-off of his game, that's obvious, but, I mean, is there a potential we don't see Le'Veon Bell as a star anymore? I mean, is he, is he still going to be a top three, top five uh, running back in the league? Um. No, I think that he still is. Um, obviously, as you said, his, the, the amount of talent that's going to be produced is going to decrease. Yeah. But I think as you give, you know, Sam Darnold and um, I forget the name of their new coach, Mr. Crazy Eyes. Um, yeah. Oh, what's his name? It's a the crackhead guy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, uh, it, as you give them time, I think that, you know, as they develop, they'll get better, yeah. and they'll learn to utilize you know specific talent on their offense like Le'Veon Bell, and he'll be he'll be better. He's gonna be worse this year and next year, but I think the third year with the Jets, if he's still with the Jets, 
he's actually going to be really good. Yeah, but I mean, you have to look at the the shelf life of a running back too. I mean, mm-hmm. what is he in sixth year now? Fifth, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, which is already more than the average career for a running back. So, um, I think there is potential um, of him falling off there, and then maybe not being successful with the Raiders. But at this point, it's all it's all speculation, as we were saying. But um, I do think that the the Steelers need to address wide receiver position in um, in the draft because I think at this point in free agency, Colton Tate's gone, Tyrell uh, Williams is gone, so there is there's not many options that they can still still go for. We saw Randall Cobb uh, they could sign today or yesterday, whenever it was. Um, but yeah, I mean overall, the Steelers need to to do something better. Um, for their for their offense and for Big Ben, they still have a good O line. We mentioned mm. James Conner and all that, but they uh, they need to to draft someone. I have them getting a uh, a guy from he's actually born in Spain, uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good wide receiver, pretty physical guy, but but you never really know um, with the Steelers they could develop from within their organization. All right, so we've talked about some of the moves that the Giants have made, um, pretty much solely with the Browns. So. Um, Baker Mayfield, best rookie quarterback last year, um, kind of shocked a lot of people, a lot of, uh, haters of his, um, Nick Chubb surprised everybody. Their defense has a lot of stars on it. And then with this addition of, uh, Kareem Hunt and Odell, where do you think the Browns will be next year? Will they be a playoff team? Will they be better than last year? What, what, what are your thoughts on them going into this season? Well, I think that, um, they're, I think they're going to be a playoff team because you saw after they fired, um, their head coach Hugh Jackson. After they fired Hugh Jackson yeah. this year, they actually started. You know, they won more games than they lost, and they were almost a playoff team. They were eight, seven, and one, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they had they finished with the winning record. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Baker Mayfield. I love him. I think he's yeah, he's going to be great. Um, he's going to be a great NFL player. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the Freddie Kitchens hire, and um, obviously, people have issues with Kareem Hunt based yeah. on what happened in. What was it, Cleveland? Yeah, it was Cleveland. Yeah, okay, so it did happen in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, it's kind of strange, but yeah, so, you know, you know, yeah. But I mean, he's 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 still a very very talented running back, yeah. and he's going to do well there. And I don't want to say you know this team's a Super Bowl contender in yeah. any way, but I think they could be the um, they could win um, the AFC North. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's another, that's another quick um, thing we can just talk about is um, Ravens kind of oddly won it last year. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a last season. They just popped into that first spot because mm-hmm. of the Steelers' meltdown and stuff. And then the the Browns were, were doing well, kind of pushing against the Steelers a little bit. Um, so, I mean, like, just real quick, I mean, what is what does the uh, AFC North look like to you? Because to me it would go... Um, Either Ravens or Browns first, and one of them second, Steelers-Bengals. I mean, Bengals are irrelevant. The Steelers, I think, are going to take a huge dip. I don't care what what people are saying about them having a chip on their shoulder or whatever. They're going to take a dip because they don't have a good um, defense, defense and they don't have the talent on the offense as much anymore. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I do think that um, it it, it is interesting. I think that the Steelers are going to take a dip, obviously. I have no idea how the Bengals are going to do. They have a new coach, and yeah. I do think that they do have talent on the field um, with Andy Dalton and A.J. Green. Um, so I still think Andy Dalton's got some stuff left in him? A little bit, a oh, little bit. Okay. Um, okay. That'll be an interesting team, 
basically they could be good, they could be bad. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Ravens, it's interesting because in 2016, they were bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2017, they improved, just missed the playoffs. Last year, they won the division. Yep. So they're steadily, it, they're, they're, they're improving. Mm-hmm. It, I, I can't tell if they're on the cuff of being like a first-round bye team next year or going to win the division again. But yeah. it, in my opinion, it's going to be between them and the Browns. Okay. Um, and I'm actually going to probably favor the Browns in that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because people are, like a lot of the speculation still with the Browns is, okay, look at the last 10 Super Bowl winners mm-hmm. and then look at their wide receiver number one. There's great wide receivers, but there's none of like the top three, top five best wide receivers in the league that are that are on those teams. So it's, it's interesting, but they still have a great defense. Outstanding quarterback. Um, to our knowledge, pretty good play callers. I mean, Freddie Kitchens has a great relationship with uh, John Dorsey and with Baker Mayfield and a lot of those offensive members. And actually, I just found this out the other day, that not only are Jarvis, Landry, and Odell Beckham Jr. going to be reuniting, but also the wide receiver coach for the Browns was their wide receiver coach at LSU. Ooh, so okay. it'll be it'll be even more chemistry there. Mm-hmm. Um, they were still big personalities at LSU, obviously not as big, but that wide receiver coach will probably have a better understanding on how to deal with both of them because mm-hmm. he's known them for a while, probably continue the relationship. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the Browns are going to be must, much uh, more hyped up. They're going to be mm-hmm. uh, primetime games very often, so it'll be really fun to watch them play. And I think that with Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, he has a very similar personality to them. Yeah, Obviously definitely. Obviously with, you know, um, the, plant, the, the flag planting thing and just the way he acted at Oklahoma. Yeah. He's young, he's excited, yeah. he's very enthusiastic in my yeah. opinion, and I think that's actually going to fit very well with Landry and um, uh, Odell Beckham. Yeah. I think that they're going to have fantastic chemistry. I mean, if you look at, I mean, Jarvis Landry was a move last year, not this year, but if you look at the last two quarterbacks that each of those guys had, Eli Manning and Ryan Tannehill, Mm -hmm. compared to, like, personality-wise, compared to who Baker Mayfield is, Mm -hmm. is a world of difference. So, uh, it'll be exciting, like I said, and and I'm going to be somewhat rooting for them. I don't want to be a bandwagon fan. The Vikings are still my team, but uh, speaking of the Vikings, let's get into that a bit. I missed uh, the Vikings weekly at the beginning of this episode, so let's kind of wrap it up with that. So, um, first of all, they lost Sandejo. We still have a few good guys at safety, and, and there isn't much, um, I don't know, there's not, not much news with that in Sandejo, but um, I think he was a reliable guy for the Vikings, and we kind of let him go. Um, do you think it's it's a big enough loss for the Vikings that we're going to really take a hit on defense, or do you think it's just, we're, we're going to lose a little bit, but the guy, whoever we put in there, whether it's Harris or or curse, or whoever it may be, do you think it's going to be that much of a kind of fall-off? I don't see it as a huge fall-off, because he wasn't... I mean, he's talented, but he yeah. wasn't their main safety guy. Right. That's Harrison Smith. Right, yeah. And obviously, <clears throat> you know, the true playmakers on that defense are their front four. Yeah. Um, Anthony Barr is a very talented linebacker as yeah. well, and he's going to be able to fill the running uh, gap and um, make some possibly, you know, coverage plays as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sentejo's a good guy, and he's a great addition to a defense, but he's not the type of guy where if you lose him, especially when you have as much talent as the Vikings do, it's going to ruin your defense. Their defense is going to be fine, in my yeah. opinion. So, I mean, we, I mean, it was clear that the Vikings took a kind of a fall last year. I mean, you could blame it on a ton of things. We lost a, a great locker room leader, um, Brian Robinson, who had been with us for a while, um, and then Everson Griffin had some mental health issues, so he was gone for a while, and even when he returned, he wasn't great. Um, and then there's Barr almost leaving, um, halfway going to New York, then coming back. 
Um, then we ended up extending Everson Griffin and Barr's contract. Um, for both of those guys, I mean, there was speculation of Everson Griffin being traded. Barr obviously almost left. So, what? I mean, was it the right move for the Vikings to keep both of them and restructure their contracts? Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I mean, Anthony Barr's a talented guy. Obviously, uh, a lot of Packers fans hate him because of what happened <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers. A little overhand. Um, no, I... I he he made a clean hit on a quarterback yeah, right. who was throwing okay, the ball, okay. in my opinion. Yeah, it's just yeah. unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, he's a great player, and he's gonna continue to thrive in the NFL. Um, I still believe he was a steal in the draft because he was not this highly, um, I don't want to say recruited, but he, he yeah. wasn't this highly looked at guy. Yeah, definitely. And when the Vikings first drafted him, I was like, who the hell is he? Yeah. And he's been a playmaker, and he, yeah, steal. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of his success comes from the, not only the coaching that Zimmer has brought in and the. The, the great uh, just kind of schemes that they've been playing with him, but also he has the college relationship with Eric Kendricks as well. So um, last season, not last season, two seasons ago, um, when they were in the, the gaps together, they were scary because they knew exactly what each other were doing. They knew the, the tendencies, what, what they like to do, where they like to be at the right time. But let's switch to the other side of the ball. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I mean, I've made my opinions on him very clear. I'm not a fan. Um, I was kind of halfway in the keep Keenum kind of halfway into ooh I'm a little excited about this guy from from Washington um so let's just say the Vikings maybe not miss the playoffs but they don't go past the wild card round this year in the playoffs and we're going into the final season of Cousins career uh contract rather um paying his last 20 some million get his full 84 that was guaranteed what do we do with Cousins going into that third year, that last year of the contract? I mean, do we uh, extend it? Because, I mean, if you look at the, the numbers, he doesn't have terrible numbers. It's pretty good, actually. Um, but for me, I don't really care about that. I care about how well you play in, in big games, what your leadership role is like. And he folded in big games, and in the biggest game of the season against the Bears in the last week, he clearly had not done much from a leadership standpoint with uh, Adam Thielen, Diggs wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. Um, is I mean, what do you think about Kirk Cousins and what, what should the Vikings do with him if we don't do well next season? Um, well, obviously you said it best. He has underperformed, in my opinion. So, you know, I think... But he's still at the point where his name is popular enough where if they trade him, they yeah. could get some, you know, good guys. Yeah. Um, obviously, I understand why they'd pick Cousins up. You know he's a he was great at Washington. Would, I mean, obviously in hindsight, it's it's easy to say like, okay, maybe we shouldn't have done that. But yeah. I mean, do you think that um, if you were in the Vikings' shoes and you had the option of keeping Bradford, keeping Bridgewater, or keeping Keenum, or sign Kirk Cousins, what, what, I mean, would you still think that you would go for Cousins, or would you keep one of the guys, or what? What would you try to yeah. do? And Brian, I'm gonna say this again. I understand why they went for Cousins, but. I, I thought they should have kept Case Keenum. Okay. I thought that with his skill set and the offense that they had with um, Pat Shermer, mm-hmm. that was perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it didn't rely too much on um, Case Keenum to make the plays, and but he did make some plays. Yeah. It's more on the Vikings receivers, and they yeah. have a very, very talented receiving core, yeah. in my opinion. And so it's just like, you know, don't fix it if it's not broken. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was definitely not broken with Case Keenum. He yeah. had a great year. Yeah. Um, that Vikings offense was a top 10 offense. I think they were, I, I don't know if they were top five offense, but they might have been. Yeah. Um, 
obviously he didn't play well in the NFC Championship, so that may have had something to do with it. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it worked out. It was working out, and they decided to fix something that didn't need to be fixed. It's kind of bit them in the ass a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think the a big part of it, I mean, like, first of all, <laughs> we should clarify the NFC Championship was against the Super Bowl-winning team mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is probably the hardest or one of the hardest places to play. But secondly... The Vikings' offensive line might never be good in my lifetime. Like, there might, there might be never a good offensive line that we'll ever have. But with that, Cousins, he's fair, kind of athletic. I guess you could probably say he's athletic. But yeah. when it comes to scrambling, um, avoiding the pass rushers, getting out of really bad situations, uh, Keenum is miles better than Cousins is. Yeah. And, and, and I just think that... I mean, like you were saying, we have playmakers, or we had playmakers, and we still do. I mean, the only big playmaker that we're missing from when Keenum was there is Latavius Murray, and he's a backup running back. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that we should have kept Keenum. Like I said, it's easy in hindsight to say that, but I also would have liked us to um, maybe keep Keenum on a one-year deal, give him more money than he had because he'll want that, but maybe keep... Uh, Bridgewater and just let him get healthy and then because we drafted him we spent like a good mm-hmm. draft capital on him we did all this for him might as well keep him but now he's apparently going to be the the heir to Drew Brees and in uh, New Orleans so it'll be pretty interesting to see how that all unfolds with the Vikings um, and while I have you here we'll go to a different sport uh, March Madness March is going on mm-hmm. so what are your uh, what are your thoughts what does your final four look like well obviously Duke's in it. Yeah, um, some people, you know, are thinking, oh, I don't know if Duke's a championship team. Um, I, I don't know either. I definitely have them as a Final Four team. Yeah. They, they're going to make that run. Yeah. Um, I have North Carolina as well because, obviously, they beat Duke. Yes, it was without Zion Williamson, but they were this close to beating. They were very close to beating them with Zion Williamson yeah. in the ACC tournament. So I think North Carolina is my national champion. Okay. Um, they're going to beat Duke in the national championship, I believe. As yeah. like a, I think the revenge factor will play into that. And then I also have um, Houston in the Final Four because I really? think that they're very good. Mm. And I'm trying to think who, who my last one was. Um, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Um, what about uh, give us one upset, one uh, lower or double-digit seed that, that might upset someone? Uh, 13 seed Murray State beats 4 seed... Oh, I forget who they play, but I mean Murray State has a very t- has um, a very talented player, one of the best in college basketball. Yeah, I forget yeah. his name. Yeah, but, I always forget. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean it's not a big school, so I mean it's it doesn't get much coverage. Yeah, but I do think that that's a potential upset. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thank you, Evan, for coming on here. Thanks I, for having me. Eric. Yeah, of course. It's great to have you as the first guest. Uh, so I'll have another episode out next uh, next week, kind of late in the week, and we'll cover a bit more of March Madness and if there's any other big NFL moves. But uh, signing off for this episode.